What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us again. Ryan McNichols here, host of the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. Running solo again today as we continue our new series, Review to Preview, where we take a look at each of the 32 NFL teams' 2022 season and see what we can learn about the upcoming 2023 season based off the results from last year. We are going to be continuing with the AFC West today. Hopping over to the Denver Broncos, who finished fourth place in the AFC West with a record of 5-12. and This was after the team had high expectations when, during the offseason, they traded for Russell Wilson and brought in Nathaniel Hackett to be their, their head coach. So, let's just hop right into it. Last season, during the offseason, the Denver Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. In the trade, the Denver Broncos got Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth-round pick. In exchange, the Seattle Seahawks got quarterback Drew Locke, defensive tackle Shelby Harris, tight end Noah Fant, a 2022 first, a 2022 second, a 2022 fifth, a 2023 first, and a 2023 second. So the Denver Broncos gave up quite a lot in the trade with the Seattle Seahawks to get Russell Wilson. They then get Russell Wilson and sign him to a five-year contract extension. $245 million, that includes $165 million fully guaranteed. So making Russell Wilson, again, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. The Denver Broncos, you know, this was after years of the Broncos feeling like they were just a quarterback away, where they had plenty of pass catchers with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick, and they had a good run game with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, and they really, and they had a good defense, and they were just, again, just one quarterback away from being the next big thing in the AFC. And they made these moves to acquire Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, and it just didn't work out for them. The chemistry never really seemed to be there between Russell Wilson and the rest of the team, or Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, and it was just a very awkward season. It seemed like Russell Wilson was at the center of a lot of it with some of the weird antics he's pulling, you know, doing high knees on a on a plane back from a game and things like that coming out and giving, you know, high fives and handshakes to people who aren't there. Just some weird things, but basically the Denver Broncos, their season just didn't unfold the way they wanted to. Lost several games. They, lo- they In fact, they lost three overtime games last season. Week 5 against the Indianapolis Colts, Week 6 against the Los Angeles Chargers, and then in Week 11 against the Las Vegas Raiders. They lost in overtime in each one of those games. Finally, after a blowout on Christmas Day where they lost 51-14 to against the Los Angeles Rams, the Broncos had finally had enough. They fired Nathaniel Hackett. They went with an interim head coach for the next two games. And the Broncos actually managed to be competitive for those final two games against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. They lost to the Chiefs 27-24, and they actually pulled out a victory over the Chargers 31-28. As far as the skill players go, Russell Wilson was a disappointment last year for anybody who drafted him, expecting any sort of usable fantasy asset. He only had a handful of finishes as a top-10 quarterback last season. 
In fact, he only had four finishes as a top 10 quarterback last season, with two of them coming in Week 17 and Week 18 after they had fired Nathaniel Hackett and got a new head coach. He finished with 24.6 fantasy points and 24.1 fantasy points in those two games in the final stretch of the season, given some optimism that, you know, Russell Wilson wasn't completely cooked and that maybe it was just some of the offensive scheme, maybe it was something going on with the head coach, and maybe essentially there's a way that they can redeem themselves this year. Now, part of what contributed to the problem for the Denver Broncos last year was, again, like with the Los Angeles Chargers, they faced, you know, a varying degree of injuries. You had Tim Patrick lost for the season before it even began with a torn ACL. You had Javante Williams go down in week four with an ACL and other ligament damage in his knee. So you're left with Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray as your running back situation. You had Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, K.J. Hamler, Kendall Hinton essentially acting as your wide receivers, but Jerry Judy was, uh, you know, missed us some time here and there with some injuries, missed two games, came out of two other games early due to um, some lagging issues from that. This wide receiver situation was a hard one for people to sort out last season. There was a lot of back and forth between Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Start off the season, you weren't particularly impressed with either one, you know, after week one. You did have Jerry Judy, who had a 20 had 20 fantasy points in week one, finished as the wide receiver 12 that week. But then moving forward, you didn't really see too much from Jerry Judy for quite a while. It really looked like Cortland Sutton was taken over as the main guy. Cortland Sutton finished in weeks two through four. He finished as wide receiver 15, 17, and 18. And in week five, he finished as wide receiver 28. And that was essentially one of his best finishes for the rest of the season. He never finished inside the top 25 of the wide receiver position again on a weekly basis. Jerry Judy was popping up here and there. Week 7 and Week 8, he finishes wide receiver 16 and wide receiver 13. Then he got hurt, missed Weeks 9 through 12. Came back in Week 13, didn't look particularly effective. Then in Week 14, had his best game of the season, finished with 33.3 fantasy points, was the number one wide receiver in Week 14. And then for the rest of the season, Weeks 15 through 18, he was... He was pretty much he was pretty solid. He was a usable fantasy asset. Weeks 15, wide receiver 24. Week 16, wide receiver 14. Week 17, wide receiver 27. Not as great with only 10.8 points. And then week 18, 24.3 fantasy points. Good for a wide receiver three finish. So it really seems like as the season went on, as Jerry Judy got healthier, as he got more comfortable in the system, as they transitioned to a new offense when they got rid of rid of Nathaniel Hackett. It seemed like Jerry Judy sort of took over that role as the number one wide receiver. Cortland Sutton really didn't capitalize on the fact that Jerry Judy was out and, you know, essentially become more productive or more useful. So it's disappointing there for Cortland Sutton. There was a lot of optimism for him a few years ago. You know, he has finished as one of the top wide receivers before in the league, but that's, you know, essentially an ACL injury and a couple of years ago with a different coaching staff, different quarterback staff. So it seems like Cortland Sutton has fallen behind Jerry Judy as the number one wide receiver there. That being said, at this moment in time, Jerry Judy is currently banged up. His status for week one is questionable. We are not sure if he will be available you know, next Sunday when the Broncos take the field for the first time. So it could be Cortland Sutton as the main guy this season. Tim Patrick tore his ACL again this offseason, so he will also be gone for the season for the Denver Broncos. So they are down to Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. K.J. Hamler is no longer playing football. He is suffering from a heart condition, so he stepped away for his health concern. And so now you have 
rookie wide receiver Marvin Mims. Hopefully he can come in and step in as the Broncos' number three wide receiver and possibly even number two wide receiver if Jerry Judy's not ready to begin this year. Uh, as far as the running back situation goes, Javante Williams, our reports are, you know, he played in a preseason game. Javante Williams looks like he should be ready to start the season. I've talked about this before on other episodes. I am not a huge proponent of this. I think that Javante Williams should still be resting. I don't think he is ready to go. My ma- main concern is that he will suffer an injury sometime within the first, you know, three to five weeks of the NFL season, and then he'll miss a huge chunk of the season in the middle there. And during the you know the first three to five games that he's playing this season, he won't be particularly healthy. So I just feel like there's going to be 10 to 12 games this season where you just don't get the Javante Williams you're expecting. And by the time Javante Williams looked like the player he's supposed to look like in weeks 15, 16, and so on, you know at that point it's too late for you. You might already be out of playoff contention in your fantasy league. So I am not huge on Javante Williams this year. I am I have been a big proponent of Samaj P. Ryan. Not so much as a workhorse back, but just as the guy who's going to get a lot of pass-catching work, who's going to see a lot of early work at the beginning of the season. I think that, you know, he's going to see a lot of volume in the passing game and that Javante Williams might not come back and be, you know, 100% right away and might not see the full workload. So we could see Samaj P. Ryan getting some carries and additions to passing game work as the season goes on. And even, you know... Longer than just the first, you know, three to four weeks of the season. I think Samaj P. Ryan could be a usable fantasy asset for pretty much the duration of the NFL season. Not really interested in, in what else the Denver Broncos have going on at running back at the moment. Again, with the wide receiver position, Jerry Judy would be the number one. His week one status is currently questionable. I don't know how comfortable I feel with Jerry Judy. I know that he's currently going as a top 20 wide receiver uh, in mock drafts. That's a little high for me. I think I'd feel a little bit better if Jerry Judy was my wide receiver three and I didn't need to count on him every single week in and out because you're just not sure of the type of production you're going to get. When he's out on the field, he tends to be productive and 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 useful and he seems to have established you know, chemistry with Russell Wilson. But it's not something you can bank on. And as a guy who's suffered you know, multiple lower leg injuries over the past couple of seasons, it's not something that you want to have to count on on a weekly basis. So... I'm a little bit lower on him. Again, Jerry Judy, I'd be more comfortable with as my wide receiver three than a wide receiver two. And then Cortland Sutton is, you know, there's I'm not really optimistic about Cortland Sutton's prospects. Again, last season, his best finish was as wide receiver 15, and that included a stretch of time in which Jerry Judy was out and not playing for the Denver Broncos. And so Cortland Sutton could have taken over and gotten plenty of action, and he just didn't manage to... Return to that top wide receiver form that we had seen, you know, three, three, four years ago. And then over at the tight end position, you know, Greg Dulcich looked like he could have been the guy there moving forward. He looked like he could have been, you know, uh, steal as a as a dynasty asset and, you know, as sort of a late round tight end flyer that you could have relied on. But the newer uh, but the Denver Broncos have since signed Adam Troutman to be the tight end, and he was listed as tight end one on the Broncos' first unofficial depth chart. So there's some question about whether or not Dulcich will actually be the starting tight end for the Denver Broncos, and if he's not the starting tight end for the Denver Broncos, his usefulness drops even lower than what it already was as a late-round dart throw at the tight end position. So for this upcoming season, as far as fantasy assets go... 
You know, you have Russell Wilson, who's around quarterback 15. He's sort of a mid-range QB2 at this point until we can see him actually perform at that level he did at the end of the season last year on a consistent basis. If you want to throw him on your bench as, you know, again, he's not a guy that I'm comfortable with taking as my starter, but if you are one of those people who drafts two quarterbacks, in you know, depending on which other guy you grab, if you grab one of the top guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, something like that in a redraft league, you don't need to worry about grabbing somebody like Russell Wilson, but if you waited a little bit and you're not certain about the other guys you've grabbed, maybe somebody like Tua Tugavailoa or Anthony Richardson, and you're just... You're a little bit nervous about their prospects over the course of the entire season, and you want to grab a second quarterback. Russell Wilson is a guy that I would look at to grab because if he does, you know, if he continues what he did last year at the end of the season where he had 24 fantasy points in Week 17 and Week 18 and was a top-five quarterback, that'd be a total steal. But again, you can't count on that for the full season, so this is a very unique situation where if you want to be one of the teams that rosters two quarterbacks, I think Russell Wilson would be a good option as your second quarterback to roster. But I wouldn't be comfortable going in with him as my starter in a one-quarterback league. The running back position, again, I think Javante Williams, now that you know he's played in a preseason game and the talk is he'll be ready for week one, I think his you know draft stock is rising too much and he's going to go too high for my liking. I'd much rather invest a later-round pick on some Maj P. Ryan, you know, especially when I'm under the belief that Javante Williams is going to suffer a setback at some point and miss several games. Samaj P. Ryan would be in the main main guy during that time frame and have a lot of fantasy value. At the wide receiver position, I'm interested in Jerry Judy as somewhere around, you know, a wide receiver 25, so a borderline starter in a 12-team league or a flex play at the wide receiver position. But again, I I feel more comfortable with him as my wide receiver 3 than my wide receiver 2. Cortland Sutton is even lower than that. I'm not sure if he's, you know, somebody you can count on a weekly basis for fantasy points. He seems like nothing more than a bench bench stash at this moment. And then the tight end position, again, Greg Dulcich looked like he's going to be the guy. You now have Adam Troutman there, who's had flashes here and there. But basically, what it's done is muddy the waters there, and it's made it so you can't rely on either one of those guys on a consistent basis. So, bottom line is, the Denver Broncos, you know, they had a lot of hype going into last season, like the rest of the AFC West. They didn't live up to it, much like, you know, the Chargers and the Raiders of last season. Again, due to a variety of issues, you know, chemistry, injuries, things like that. There's not been a whole lot of talk about them, you know, bouncing back and having a huge season this season, despite the fact that they brought in Sean Payton to be the head coach to replace Nathaniel Hackett. There was some talk here and there when the move was originally made. That hype seems to have died down a bit, because other than that, the team is mostly the same, and you would really a lot of questions about Russell Wilson, and we're not sure if Sean Payton alone is going to be the answer to those questions. So, yeah, the Denver Broncos go from being one of the most hyped teams, talking about a, you know, 10-team-plus win last season, you know, making the playoffs for certain, to we're not sure what this team could be. This team could be, you know, a four-win team this year, or they could return to form and actually be a playoff contender. We're not certain. The fantasy aspects there aren't particularly certain. Again, Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy are the main two guys that you would be interested in, and that interest, again, is somewhat fleeting for me. And then you have the, you know, Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan situations, not very clear. 
And then same thing at the tight end position. So just a lot of question marks for the Denver Broncos going into this season that we didn't have last season. It's an offense that in redraft leagues I find myself staying away from more often than not, other than, you know, grabbing some Ajay Pirine as a, you know, my fourth running fourth or fifth running back in the draft. And I think that is gonna be everything from me today. Uh, going to continue with our series here. Going to wrap up the AFC West on the next episode with the Las Vegas Raiders. And then moving forward, I think we are going to condense these episodes to be, we'll go through one division per episode and still try to keep these as a little bit of a shorter episode and recap the teams a little bit quicker. But until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs. You can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your audio podcast. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Have a great day.